Welcome to another week of Beckett Radio. It is Thursday, which means another new, fresh episode of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken, alongside Justin Gruner. Justin, what is up, my friend? Not too much, man. Just uh, ready for the weekend. I have my do-nothing weekend planned. Perfect. Too many chores have been happening the last few weeks, so... Yeah, it sounds like you've been slaving away over there. A little too much. A little too much. Well, a little R&R is... is just wonderful every once in a while. Yeah, I might go to the card shop. There you go. Who knows? <laughs> so we got a lot of uh, great stuff to talk about this week. Um, there's a bunch of news. We're not going to do Believe the Hype. Uh, we're going to cut that back. Tweet of the day. Uh, we didn't have any tweets, so um, you snooze, you lose on that end. Yeah. We have just so much news to talk about. And a roundtable. And a roundtable discussion. And an interview. And an interview with Rich Klein. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. This is we like, have so much stuff today. This is content overload. Content overload. I hope you're happy, listeners out there. Let's first start off with our first leading off topic of the day. New products, new pricing. All right. Let's hear it. Well, we got uh, Press Pass American Thunder. I think I talked about it last week, but... It's okay. I put the uh, checklist in there a couple days ago. Okay. Released on Wednesday. Uh, we opened a couple boxes, and it was a pretty cool product. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Nice cards. Yeah. Uh, only downside is sticker autographs, but they're better sticker autographs than you get in most products. Yeah. They're actually bigger, so you, they can actually sign the name. Yep. And you're not worried about the autograph just off the page. All right, we got UFC Knockouts coming out on Friday. Cool. And uh, that's always a fun product. I think you can get it like one or two hits per box. Yeah, so and it, I mean, it's not your typical, you know, major sport box or cards. And that's what I like about it. I yeah. mean, they have the coins in, a, in one of the earlier products. Yeah, they did have that. And, but know, I like the action shots. There's a lot a lot of it's cool. not just, you know... I mean, we're UFC posing. fans, so... Yeah. You know, but to the average collector, they might be like, eh, whatever. It's still fun. Yeah, it's still fun. And then we got uh, basketball stuff for you. Panini God. Crusade. Uh, man, I've been, I've been jonesing for some new basketball product, which I'm excited for. That's Excellent. one of the last uh, Panini products. Panini basketball products for the season, so yeah, we'll and see about that. I think they have like what one more after that. I think uh, maybe I don't know. I think that's about it. No, Panini signatures is yeah. their last one. There you go. So yeah, boom. All right, with pricing, boom. You've already got two booms. We're gonna do a boom count today. Boom goes dynamite. So it's three. Okay. All right. So pricing, we got Sage autographs. Okay. Yep. Press pass showbound football. We got a lot of football, by the a way. A lot of football. Uh, tops five star football. Huge L- product. Leaf all American bowl. Leaf Army All-American Bowl football. I abbreviated. Come on. So Come on. I'm sorry. It's a long title. That's a football product. We got uh, Fleer Retro Basketball, mm-hmm. Intrigue Basketball, mm-hmm. and then Between the Pipes Hockey. Yeah. Uh, Fleer Retro and Intrigue, that should be priced very soon. The football products, since there are so many of them, that might take a little while. I'm not going to lie. It's going to take a while. I'm going <laughs> to slap you in the face right now. I'm not going to lie. So uh, that about wraps it up for that segment. Let's go on to the news of the day. We have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Tops is in the news for uh, more than one thing, actually. So uh, And they're both good. Yes. So let's start good. out with uh, the humanitarian effort of the week. Tops and Clayton Kershaw have a deal in place to where every time he strikes out a batter... Tops will donate $100 to Clayton Kershaw's charity called Kershaw's Challenge. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty good pretty good cause there. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think every company should do something like that. I mean, you know, Upper Deck did their uh, uh the they created the card for the little kid in Colorado. Yeah, I think Tops has done something like that before. Something like that, but I mean, you know, it 
I think it's a cool thing to have, you know, uh, every strikeout, you, you know, you get a hundred bucks or every stolen base, a hundred bucks, something like that to see. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is going to have a bunch of strikeouts yeah. this year. So he always does. Yeah. What would be really cool is if they had people like Barry Bonds still hitting 70 home runs and donating money towards a home run. Yeah. Or I mean, stolen base. Yeah. People would just want to just juice them up with extra steroids, you know, to. Uh, I guess it would be okay if they allegedly, did steroids then. Allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly but uh, would it be okay if they allegedly did steroids then if it was donating if, all the yeah, money? Yeah. If it to was kids? for a good cause, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we, we could talk about that, but. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, I think that's a great thing that Tops is doing, and you know maybe Panini might jump on that boat, you know, with Tops and Upper Deck. So you well, never know. I mean, you think about it, if they donate a hundred bucks and he gets two hundred strikeouts again this year, it's a pretty good chunk of change. That's Boom! Four. There's four. That's now five. there's five. They're also in the news. Uh, they have this really cool thing: Tops wrapper art prints. That's for 1952 to 1989. Tops baseball wrappers are available for wall prints, pretty much posters. Uh, Thirty bucks gets you, you know, one one poster worth of your favorite Tops baseball product. Well, they're pretty cool too. I mean, it's just for everybody who has a man cave or something. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you brought up man cave. Everyone, you know, every single or married guy would love to have a man cave or they have one already yeah and for all you baseball collectors out there who collected between 1952 and 1989 you might have a favorite box of cards or a favorite pack of cards that you like to collect and all of a sudden you can buy you know that that favorite wrapper you can also buy a, a decade's worth so from 1970 to 1979, you can buy every single year's wrapper for I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks, something like that. Pretty good discounted price. Yeah, that's, well, it's pretty sweet. For me, I mean, I have my own baseball card room. My wife basically said I can have the room until we start having kids and then becomes a nursery. But gotcha. until then, baseball cards is what it is. Yeah. And having those kind of posters all over the wall would be pretty neat to have. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you have the uh, 10 to 14-inch prints numbered to 99 so they're pretty they're serial numbered which is cool and then the five to seven inch prints numbered to 49 so i if if i was a huge collector of tops 1952 i would go buy that right now you could just appreciate the fact that it's you know 52 tops and want the thing i've never had a 52 tops card but i'd have that print that is true what what would be a potential poster for a card wrapper that you would love to have a card wrapper yeah like if they blew it up and and put it on a poster you would frame it put it in your little man cave what would that be here's a little foreshadowing 93 tops finest oh okay yeah foreshadowing little foreshadowing because of our roundtable discussion we'll talk about that in a little bit but uh yeah because i was talking about you know donruss you know would be a good pick you know, there might be a couple other pro set if you I, like pro set. I like the ninety seven, ninety eight uh signature series style. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That that would be really sweet. Well, you can check out all the pictures on Beck.com. Have a really nice news story. Our editor Chris Olds is is just wonderful in that department with with making time out of his busy and hectic schedule uh to to make a story like that. So a uh, special shout out to him even though he's in the room, you know, making these weird faces at me right now. Um, so, yeah, definitely check those out because maybe, I mean, 1990 tops. Uh, not so much. Not so much. But 52 to 89, there's definitely some big years in there, some awesome memories. So might as well check it out for 30 bucks. Hey, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Yep. Let's go to one of my favorite things to talk about lately, 
Panini Prism World Cup. It's a huge hit. How have you been geeking out of this the last three weeks? <laughs> I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm almost <laughs> protesting the purchase of this just because you won't stop talking about it. But but and I sit right next to him, and all I ever hear is Panini Prism soccer is so cool. <laughs> Every day I walk by Brian Fleischer's office. I'm like, hey man, you want to buy a box with me? You want to go in halvesies on a box? And he he's still he's still set on no. But I feel like I'm slowly turning them. You're to cracking yes. the ice. You're 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 melting that ice. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the the uh, deciding factor is his wife and kids. So I'm I, I think that they have <laughs> a little bit more yeah leeway on uh, with them than me. <laughs> but hey, you never know. Uh, How dare he? <laughs> but but check this out. Panini did a really cool uh, blog story about how how successful these cards have been. And they have a bunch of prices on their autographs and parallel cards that have been sold on eBay. So a dual autograph of Tim Howard and Clint Dempsey is going for $1,000, was sold for $1,000. That's ridiculous. I mean, Clint Dempsey and Tim Howard are huge uh, in the States. But, I mean, $1,000 for a dual autograph, that's great. A Pele autograph was sold for $720. Neymar, who's going to be a big name in this year's World Cup just because he's on the Brazilian national team and he's kind of the new face of that team, he had an autograph sold for $745. And the crazy thing, a parallel, Neymar World Cup Stars Gold Power Prism number to five was sold for $500. A parallel card. Like, that's ridiculous. A box of it costs 120 bucks. What's ridiculous to me, and it's not bad ridiculous, is just if you go for MLS soccer, you're not going to make any money on it selling it. It's no. a very... It's mm. it's a collecting yeah, set. A collecting I guess box. So. Yeah. Without saying too many negative things, but you don't look at soccer as a moneymaker, and this stuff is just exploding. It's insane. I mean, maybe they start doing stuff to where they put out more international products. I mean, like all these guys that they they sign for autographs are, are superstars, you know, present and past. You know, yeah. I mean just I, imagine all the I mean, all the different countries that actually start will start collecting cars now based on this because Exactly. They don't have baseball isn't as popular in, you know, Latin America or no. Europe, but you give them soccer and it's very extremely popular, so maybe this I mean, is just look at the stickers. Look at how well they've been doing. I still it, am having a hard time explaining to my wife the the Big deal about the stickers. I, I still don't understand it, but I'm I'm gonna try and get my hands on an album and see if I get hooked. Well, maybe, especially the fact that they stick them inside the album. I thought they would like have the stickers and not do anything with them. No, no they're it, sticking it, them in the book. It's I was an like, actual what? sticker album. That's so weird. <laughs> and people are, I mean, going crazy for it, and all over the world. That's why I think all these prices are are extraordinary. Is because it's worldwide. It's not just here in America or Canada. Or, or Hong Kong, or or wherever that cards are are sold prevalent, but it's Latin America. I mean, Greece. You know, Greece. Everyone loves soccer in Greece. You know, Italy is that's that's where Panini started. You know, so it's like all these guys are wanting their country superstars. They're gonna pay top dollar to get that. So I think the sky's the limit for Panini to do even more of this stuff. You never know. Too bad World Cups only every four years. Well, I mean, there's also the Euro. Which is all European teams, and that's every uh, four years this as well. True. And that's two year gap between the World Cup and the Euro. I mean, Olympics, they could maybe do that. Tops could maybe get on in on that. This is all pure speculation. By of the course, way. of course, we're just we're just sitting chatting, you yeah. know. But I think it would be really cool because you know, just talking to soccer, I guess fans around the office, you know, we're all pumped about this product. 
And even though, you know, the base set's like, eh, whatever, I, the cards sell. If you get if you get a prism number to five, expect five hundred bucks. Expect around that much. You know, I, yeah, this is a good point. Maybe some of the lesser known stars, not as much, but Neymar. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, pickup. Yeah, it is. So you never know, but that you know, expect big things from Panini for that. I mean, huge shout out to them for thinking about that idea. So you know, big shout out to Panini for that. You know, get your Panini Prism World Cup stuff. Uh, local hobby shops, and also check out the World Cup magazine that Beckett has just put out. It comes with the Panini sticker album and a few stickers, so maybe you can get hooked on those stickers uh, for that. Boom. Let's, let's go to the NFL. NFL draft happened. A lot of crazy stuff went down. Johnny Football of, almost went to Dallas. A lot of good drafts, too. I would have laughed if they picked up Johnny Football. I recorded a video of my friend who's a huge Cowboys fan and just wanted to record him of his reaction for just in case. Just in case. Because he was he said that he was gonna burn his t shirt and he would never be a Cowboys fan if they picked him. Wow. That, that's intense. And that that was and that's why I was like, Okay, this is this is video worthy. <laughs> you know? be video worthy. Yeah. So I, you know, unfortunately, it didn't happen. So he was very happy. Now I'm kind of mad at Jerry Jones for not drafting. Oh, I was, I was, I was pissed. I was like, you know what? Go Cowboys, pick them up. <laughs> I want to see this. But we did something pretty cool on Beckett.com/news. Susan, our football editor, you know, she put together the most valuable 2014 NFL prospects. Uh, I, I helped her with this list of the average autograph price for these top NFL rookies. Now we can plug in the team names and see, okay, which market is going to fit for these rookies. Yeah. You know, so let's go down the list. Obviously, Johnny Football, Johnny Ooh. Manziel is leading the pack. $164 is his average autograph price. Yeah. That is insane. ridiculous. That's a little and ridiculous. And it's $100 more than the second guy. Like, he's on another level. Uh, I think it's... Do you think part of it's the cockiness and the arrogance and, well, yeah. and the hype around him? The popularity, yeah. And I mean, the same thing happened with Tim Tebow when he first came in. And then now, where's Tim Tebow at? He's on the SEC network right now. He's yes. going to be an, uh, an an analyst. So that, yeah. that might be great for Tim so, Tebow. So not playing football. Not playing football. He is out of the. He's looking for a job still, though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, keep looking. Yeah. <laughs> but so <laughs> your resume we'll keep your resume on file. <laughs> so Manzel's going to Cleveland. Will that hurt his trade value or his card value or um, does it really matter since he's such a big name? I think he's one of those names that is the market doesn't matter yeah. wherever he went. I mean like look at Cle- uh LeBron James went to Cleveland. Yeah. He's just that guy. I mean, there's certain players that they transcend the market almost. Mm-hmm. But the problem is if he fails and he does bad or what, he pulls a Tim Tebow or a Ryan Leaf they're you're gonna lose all that value very fast. Yeah, and it it just depends on on his on his value on the field. I mean, they were saying that he's he's got to fight for the you know the starting job with Brian Hoyer, who you know did all right last year, but he's a no namer, you know. And his prices went up uh, last year when he was playing they well. They did. So you know, sky's the limit for that kid. But unfortunately, you know, if if you fail, you fail bad. Yep, and it will be a bad thing. And, uh, and to think about this though, since they've returned to the NFL, Cleveland's gone through something like nineteen or twenty nine <laughs> quarterbacks, some just ridiculous yeah. number. You know, I I think this might be the start of something different for Cleveland, so that that might be nice. Well, considering I, their top wide receiver is now going to be suspended for a full year, that's true. And then Nate Burleson, who's their number two wide receiver, got uh, hurt. 
in OTAs, so they're so, out two wide receivers. So, yeah. Cleveland, sorry you drafted a quarterback that has nobody to throw to. Exactly. Good job. <laughs> so next up on the list, he's down at $66 for an average price. The first quarterback selected in the draft, Blake Bortles. He's going to Jacksonville. I think that's going to hurt him tremendously. <laughs> I mean, that, that it's going to be great because he has no competition, and he's going to be put into the starting role ASAP. And he's also got a uh, wide receiver that they drafted, uh, Marquise Lee, who's on the list, averaging around $27, $28, which is on the low end of this list. So he's got someone to throw to. Blackman's not going to be there, he's I don't suspended. think. Yeah, he's suspended. He's probably on his way out of Jacksonville. Yeah. They got rid of Maurice Jones-Drew. He's with Oakland now. So, you know, really, do you think they're going to be all right, or is he going to lose value as soon as he starts playing? Here's the thing to think about with this one. Jacksonville almost lost this team. People are talking about moving this team, from yeah. what I've heard. And moving they them to London, of all so, places. So, no, you have no value there. <laughs> I mean, Blake Bortles could be the greatest quarterback ever. You're going to get stuck in Jacksonville with possibly some of the worst players ever and the worst teams. Yeah. I mean, short of the Detroit Lions, we went 0-16. This team sucks. But the greatest thing is that if he does well and he turns the team around somehow miraculously, those prices are going to go nuts. I don't think it would be more miraculous as it would be selling his soul to the devil. <laughs> it, seriously, what? he would have to, to make that team better. I, I don't know, man. I, you ja never know. I will bet you right now that Jacksonville doesn't win more than four games next year. More than four games yep. next year. They're gonna go four and twelve or I, less. I will have to look at the schedule to right. uh, to do that. But next week we will come on the show and talk about it. All right. And we will we will we will bet packs of cards. Sounds good to me. Like my double or nothing bet at the Super Bowl. That Shut was, your mouth. That was a great bet. Shut I, up. I was so happy about that. Oh. <laughs> let's let's go to the the next pick. Jadavion Clowney, the overall number one, went to the Texans at sixty two dollars. Teddy Bridgewater, who actually got drafted in the first round, it wasn't looking good for him. He's rounding out about $59, 60 bucks. Went to the Vikings with the last pick in the first round. Sammy Watkins of Clemson went to Buffalo. He's the new number one wide receiver, it looks like, uh, in Buffalo, New York. $55 is the average. A.J. McCarron, who dropped to the fifth round, went to the Bengals. Potential replacement for Andy Dalton, maybe. You never um, know. I don't know. Something dramatic would have to happen to Andy Dalton for him to lose his job, I think. Andy Dalton's a very good quarterback. He, he's a good quarterback, but he's have he's had plenty of opportunities to win in the playoffs, and he's failed. So I think I think that the clock is ticking on well, him. Well, so has Tony Romo, and he got a t contract extension for a ridiculous amount of money. That's true, but the Bengals' owner is not Jerry Jones, so I, I just got a, a big thumbs yeah. up, a voice of approval from... From I just, silent Chris Olds over there. Very strange, silent Chris. Yeah, very strange. So, <laughs> yeah, check out that news story uh, on Beckett.com slash news. Some pretty cool prices for that. Uh, check out all those news stories. The The Topps wrappers are really neat. Uh, the Clayton Kershaw deal. Let's see. The rookies to collect. That's all on Beckett.com slash news uh, that Chris Olds and Susan did. Uh, so check that out right now. All right, so next up, we have a special roundtable discussion all about the Game Changer, that one product in this industry that changed the market forever. So we have Justin. Yo. 
We have Chris Olds. That's me. And Mr. Andy Broom. Contestant number three. <laughs> guys, how are y'all doing? Are you, are, I was going with dumb and dumb. Ready to debate. First of all, Close yeah, are you guys ready to just get mad at each other? Sure. sure. Like, we had a lately warm up meeting with uh, Dan and Brian earlier. We, I thought we were going to come to blows for about a minute there. Yeah, it there, was epic. There were some heated talks. On. Like, we should have just had this going on their show instead. Yeah. But it's okay. So we got you guys in here. We're going to talk all about the game changers. Let's start off with Justin since he's the co-host. He gets dibs. And Justin. I already called dibs 1993 Top's Finest. Now why? It, to me, it was one of the first ever high-end sets coming out. It had, Chris will c- correct me, but like a foil kind of fo- uh, chrome Chromium. Border. Thank you. Chromium border. <laughs> you get the refractors. No you still, to this foil day. Foil wrapper. You done? Uh-oh. <laughs> Look out. You, to this day, cannot find a box of this stuff under $400. Yeah. You can't. I mean, it held its value incredibly well, and from being from 1993, that's just incredible. Yeah, that, I think that was a big turnaround year for. That's it. That's a big price for for a product in 1993. Let, let's go with Andy. What What do you think? What What's the game changer? Well, I was I was just thinking about the '93 uh, finest. I remember uh, at at the um, well, I don't remember which national it was, but uh, one of the refractor sets, one of the first refractor sets. I knew the. One of the guys involved in buying it, I think he paid twenty thousand dollars at the time. What? Yeah, yeah, like the Nolan Ryan sell for like fifteen hundred bucks easily. Yeah, it was crazy back then. I, I, God, I can't even remember what national that was now, but it's been a while. But I mean, you know, there's some easy ones here that everybody's gonna think of right off the bat. I mean, you know, the finest is a great one, eighty nine upper deck. You know, yeah, I think one of the big things that changed changed the way we collect cards is is the uh, the insert that you know chasing the inserts and the refractors and autograph cards and mem cards that that type of thing it, you know in the in the 80s we went for rookies and things like that but well, uh, the insert i think is the big one yeah. Yeah. like the elite dominator series and stuff like that yeah. that was really cool i think oh, yeah. it was what 91 the elite series yeah. yeah oh yeah those are really cool too all right chris old you've been sitting there patiently Let, let's hear what you there's got. a lot of sets you know there's tons of game change. we had more people who were going to pick more different you know sets yeah. here but uh yeah you know, if I had to pick one that kind of changed the perception but yet gets no credit, mm. so I'm going to go retro, kind of old school, odd here. I think uh, 91-92 Pro-Line football changed the game because that's one of those first sets where you sat there and you ripped it for one card in the box. You didn't rip it for your base cards anymore. You're ripping it for the one autograph in the box, which is 92. 91, they were one every three or four boxes. And you can't find that wax very easily these days. I mean, I've seen them 50 bucks or so for a, a box that is – 24 packs, autograph guaranteed, but the difference is, is back then they made so much of it, the base cards are absolutely worthless for yeah. the most part, and it's just about the autographs. And the, the checklist is ridiculous. The, the notion of an autograph in every box, that was, you know, for the time, I mean, the first certified autographs in widespread circulation per se were, you know, there's, there's early 80s stuff with certain teams, like team set type offerings, but in packs, everybody says 1990 upper deck, you know, find the Reggie. How many you need, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> sign or, or so I had to get that in there, right? So, but, but then, <laughs> you know, a year, two years later, you're looking at an autograph in every box. Yeah. And, you know, scoreboard, classic, those, you know, those companies like signature rookies, superior picks, cl- you know, classic stuff. That was a whole like genre that was created in the wake of, of chasing autographs. You know, cl- uh, classic signing Shaq in 92 to an exclusive deal. His autographs were everywhere, but you weren't getting them in every box. You were getting other players. So if I had to pick one, I'd go, you know, 
91 or 92 classic pro line and that's 91 is a ten dollar 15 dollar box but there's still autographs out there i mean do you think that having exclusive rights for players like upper deck jordan you know lebron and and the reason why i brought this up was because i was going to talk to rich klein who's uh, going to come on later the 10-year anniversary of the lebron james rookie card you know that exquisite collection 0304 is selling like hotcakes to to this day and it's a jersey auto number to 99 but it's exclusively i'm pretty sure it was exclusive with upper deck in 0304 um, now yeah. d- if if i'm not mistaken yeah. Uh, but do you think that has something to do with the game-changing products, especially for companies like Upper Deck? Yeah, you know the the uh, the player exclusive kind of deal. I, I do think that's a that's a big game changer. It actually reminds me of '96 tops, uh, the mantles. Mm. You know, it's really the first time that a complete subset of chrome and refractors, everything was based on one player. You know, this yeah. coming off this the season after you know he died. And, uh, I mean, I was involved in that. I bought plenty of that, that yeah. stuff and, and, and messed with it. But, I mean, everywhere you went, every show you went to, people had the, the mantle cards in their cases, and they were, they were chasing them. And, you know, that, that's when you say player ex- exclusive like that, you know, that's, that's the first one I think of. That, but going yeah, into the – That's more of the modern version. I, th- I think Exquisite changed the game in terms of pressing or testing the limits of price points and finding yeah. that different yeah. audience. But it's funny, we were talking about exclusive with players – with with our vintage expert here from grading, there you know, you ex, uh, exclusives are back to the fifties. You know, with uh, Tops and Bowman fighting it out for for over like Ted Williams and you oh, know, yeah, other definitely. players. So I mean, it's it's that's not a new development, but with autographs in the mix, it's, it changes the the equation quite a bit. Because think about it, like what was it? Tops didn't have Ted Williams for a few years, and then you know Fleer had a set all about Ted Williams at right. the end of his 59. career. Well, that, I mean, you know, Tops had actually buy out Bowman in right. order to to get all the players to get all the players they wanted. Yeah, that that was a big court battle. So I mean, so you know, exquisite to bring it to the to the here and now. That that's really tested the limits of how much will people pay. Yeah. And I mean, that's not always a good thing. That's that's a whole different demographic of buying and it you lose people that way too. They they save up money for 500 bucks for one box, get five cards and it's not good. Mm. Are they going to stay? So that's you know that's that's where I've not been a fan of those products because it's not. I don't think that's the right way of collecting, but it's really not about collecting either. Yeah, it's more the gambling aspect, really, when you get to that level. That I, th- I think, you know. Yeah. Now, as so that definitely changed things. Well, sure. yeah, I mean, but as far as like gamblers versus collectors, and we talk about it all the time on this show. When did it change from a gambler's market, or I'm sorry, a collector's market to a gambler's market? Because it, I think it's obvious. Because there's obviously more higher, higher end products out there that are, are more sought yeah, after. It's the price I, point. That's, y- you know. Yeah, so I, when when was that turning point? I I started noticing it in '97, when you had Don Russ signature series. You had the Greats of the Game coming out in 2000, 2001. So like late '90s, early 2000s, when you started getting an autograph per pack, you started getting memor- memorabilia cards two to a box. I think that was the turning point for me was when those, I started seeing Donner yeah, signatures. Mainly. Those seeds started in the early '90s, though. Signature rookies was an autograph in every. It was seventy-five bucks a box for twenty-five packs with an autograph or so in each one, but they weren't name players. I, I don't know. I mean, it, the the inclusions. You're you're right there in terms of the inclusions are, are what drives the change. But you know, I'm trying to think when the when the price point changed because that's when it changed. It used to be 
kids, specu- you know, speculators making money off of low low end investments. Yeah, it flipped, and part maybe it's the uh, you know the, the upper deck years going forward where suddenly a box was was not supposed to be expensive, but it was so hot that it was going for seventy five bucks instead of eighteen yeah, yeah. or thirty six. Um, that was the start. You know, but but where the price point changed, I would say it's that the 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 trend of that that issue is more early two thousands, if you ask me. Okay. Now, you have autographs, you have jerseys, you have jersey autographs, you have plain old serial number cards. What in your mind? And we'll start off with you, Andy. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll start As off he with you. Finishes his yeah. food. Um, <laughs> out, out of those. Uh, attributes, you know, certain uh, added bonuses on cards. Which one was the most important to get the market to where it is now? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think the autograph card. I, I think, um, you know, the, the mem cards, especially now, they're so watered down. You know, if you, you know, years ago you pull anything, it was, it was, you're excited. But yeah. now it's, unless it's 12 different colors and a blood stain <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a signed will and testament. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's not that big of a deal, it seems like, to a lot of collectors. But yeah. um, I, I think this, the autograph was the big one. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know. I think the autograph is the driver, but I think more creative cards have been seen on the memorabilia side. Um, you know, it's like, like we opened a box, you know, a month ago where there's windshields, car windshields <laughs> yeah. in a that car. That's so cool. Yeah. And Piece they're not expensive. Those are actually pretty cheap, I, yeah. it turns yeah. out. But, uh, you know, it, the, the autograph is the driving force because people want the, the connection to the, to the player, the most immediate thing they can get. And that's, you know, that's a, a whole secondary market of its own. You know, game use memorabilia items are too, but it's not, it's not really commodified. You know, bats and baseballs and jerseys are because they're common, but like, you know, What's a Jeff Gordon bumper worth to you? It's worth whatever somebody's going to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that you know that's different because it's more. There's not a lot of regularity between the pieces. You know, like Gamey's jerseys, they use a lot of jerseys, so there is more of a market. Yeah, and I think like that kind of goes into the debate with the uh, on-card autos. I mean, you know, the autograph is probably the most personal thing you can have from a yeah. player, and to have a card where he signed actually on the card is really personal. And then, you know, from there, then you have the sticker, which is a step down. Unless then, we can get athlete sketch cards a little higher quality. Well, that, I mean, might, I mean, that might try. <laughs> I mean, on, you know, on, top of, it on top of that, you have athletes now who are doing inscriptions. You know, Press Pass has the inscriptions now where, you know, jo- Johnny Football is a perfect example. He signs Johnny Manziel on the bottom. It says Heisman winner, you know, yeah. uh, Johnny Football, whatever the case might be. That, that seems like that's going into the next level or the next realm of cards. That that kind of started with I think I want I, I would think it was Donner's playoff pushing the envelope there with different inscriptions. Mm-hmm. Press yeah, pass yeah. might have done it a little earlier. Well, they had also had the nickname set. Yeah, yeah nicknames but, yeah. ninety-seven had the nickname set. That that probably is the earliest version of that. So yeah, Donner's well, definitely. I think a big part of it also is like you're right with the autographs and you already have a bunch of autographs. Yeah. You want something different. So yeah. The game it. jerseys came out and they were actually game used jerseys. And that was a big deal as you got something to wore in a game. Now it's event worn, so they could have worn it to you know just some random show out in the parking lot of the card. Yeah, I mean you know, they basically <laughs> right. buy twenty jerseys yeah. and say put them all on at once. You and wore they it. do. Yeah. Whereas if <laughs> but you have something that's officially here- from a game, that means a lot more because, like you said, it's the connection with that player. You have a mud stain from this guy's jersey. I yeah. saw him play that game. Well, you know another cool thing if if it's a piece that's matched to a specific game. Right. Yep. You that's know, tough, that's, though. That's very tough. Because my counter side of that was going to be, all, they all look the same. That's why we don't care. Because right. think about think about all these football cards that are coming. They're all event-used jerseys, but yeah. people are still going to pay out the wazoo right. for them. Yeah. So really, is it on the card companies, or is it on us for 
paying the money for them. Well, I mean, you know, Panini's doing a pretty decent job about, they had a blog post about a Richard Sherman jersey, getting one of those in and going through the whole process of authenticating it and, and actually showing, okay, this is the jersey, these this was the game, you know, all that good stuff. And maybe that's another option. And I think we talked about that Last yeah, Tracy week or, was on the show and talked about it with us. Yeah, like that could be a possible a possible future uh, avenue that they go is to show, okay, this is where the actual jersey came from. This game, you know, this stain is from this hit or this play, whatever. I mean, just going into just real specific details for that jersey because now it's like, yeah, you, you a rookie could wear 20 jerseys at the same time at the rookie premiere where they just walk around. And hey, they wore it. Well, and but it's going to cost them a lot more. And I think that right. I mean, collectors are showing in force now that we don't care about the jersey card unless it is the patch with twenty colors, and especially if it's autographed. Yeah. But even I then, mean, the, those mega awesome, crazy, you know, face of the face of the mascot off the shoulder pad, you know, <laughs> swatches, they'll right. pay out the wazoo for those, even though they're event used yeah 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 but you know, so. uh, do you think those will go away like the flair of of well, that, having it ha- that it's diminished there's no question because yeah. people were paying 600 800 dollars for those original one square inch white jersey swatch tony gwynn cards back in 96 yeah and we looked it up in an old you know issue it was literally 600 dollars or more for some of those jersey cards yeah everything is cyclical um but you know the, the big picture thing is what's going to replace it Autographs are going to win, but the problem in there is prices are never going to go down unless they're young players. Yeah. So that's why the rookie premiere, which comes up at the end of this month, is so important. They can get all these autographs in bulk at a, a, a cheaper rate. Mm. A year from now, when he's a superstar, his rate's going to double or triple or quadruple, or he won't even sign. Yeah. You, you know, know. So and another thing too, like on the patch cards and jersey cards, yes, they have diminished. Maybe the luster has worn off. But a the bit. creativity's gotten better. Yeah, but the other problem too is those the fraud. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see so many of these things that are replaced. Uh, it's just it's a constant battle. I mean, they're continually, even very low number patches are being replaced with better looking store model patches, <laughs> and so yeah. that obviously is going to diminish the value on the on the secondary market because people uncertainty. Right, there's the uncertainty. So I mean, that's another thing manufacturers not only have to step up their game as far as the quality and 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 you know what's the next catch, the next hook, but also protect themselves and their product better as well. Figure out some way to to protect even the the lower end patches. I know like these the large one of one like the laundry tags and whatever. You know, scanning those and having a visual database is one thing, but even some of the lesser ones that are those are the ones getting replaced. The other part ones. the other part of the equation too with all this back to more what Derek was saying is yeah. memorabilia. It's, you know, I have a handful, maybe 10 game used jerseys at home, and they're all various sourcing, you know, some are me doing my research based off a guy who bought it for off of an auction house with no, you know, no serious documentation or up to MLB where it's got a sticker on it. And honestly, most of those jerseys don't have much dirt on them or anything at all. So there's a ton of game used stuff that's as pedestrian as it comes because they use plenty of stuff. So, you know, when it's a specific game, like if, if like tops will buy stuff off of MLB auctions if they have to, but the reality is they're, they're competing and going to pay more for it. So, you know that's yeah. less they have to spend somewhere else. So, you know the, the whole no, the 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 notion of having unique, clean or dated stuff is not easy at all. Most memorabilia I, when you go to the national and see game used bats, there's no proof that this is from a specific game event or season, as a, a relic card might say on the back, mm. um, because there's no way to know. 
You know, unless someone got it from the person at the at the stadium and have a picture to prove it, where they're both right there and there's a date on the scoreboard or something, you know, you're not going to know that that's all true. And so that's where that ambiguity comes. Think about it from a legal standpoint. If I'm tops, I'm not going to say this is from Babe Ruth's, you know, 32nd game of 1927. They have no idea. Yeah. But based on the markings of the bat, you know, it's from a certain time frame, mm. and then you have to follow provenance and know where it came from. Yeah, you know that is that is a, a, a concern. I think a lot of people don't realize that tops are just like anybody else. Most of the stuff they're getting, it isn't coming directly from MLB. It's, it's right. secondhand sources. They they're and, required now to use MLB authenticated stuff now right. because of all the problems in the last decade, but even that process is not flawless. No, it's not 100%. I mean, you know, it comes down to the provenance and and what do you, you know, what what is rock solid provenance even if it comes from MLB. Yeah. I mean, you know, it can get something gets switched in the locker room. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, there's always that. It is hard to nail down something to a specific and again, game. Even but, if it know. is from a specific game, your card may not look any different than any other jersey card. That's, That's right. They're 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 in this kind of the problem. It's like you know what for years people didn't sweat this issue like that's where I'd, i'm kind of indifferent to it because i really don't care at this point it's mm. been around for a decade right. yeah you know photo shoot worn jerseys they're not that they're, they're not that big of a deal in baseball because they don't do a photo shoot but think about your basketball products without jersey cards because most of them are most of them are yeah. photo shoots yeah yeah think about football that would be a completely different animal mm-hmm. with no jersey cards from the premiere. Yeah. Now, would we care as much? No, but you'd probably get less in your box, probably for the same price. Yeah. But the value yeah. would be higher. If but but are they going to make as many? I mean, that's the difference. Right. Is there's the volume difference? You know, Tim Tebow, his press pass had an exclusive deal with Tebow in 2010, 11, whatever year it was. They couldn't afford to go out and buy it, one of his game used jerseys because the boosters from Florida were paying upwards of six figures for some of his jerseys at auction. Wow. So they, they had him wear a jersey at a shoot and use that instead. That was a solid investment, by but the way. Think yeah. about that. <laughs> no, but, well, but he's still, he, he's one of those players in Florida is never not going to be a star. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. That guy owns He's set the for place, life. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so think about it. If you're a Gators collector, no matter what he does, where he is, where he's talking for a living, not playing, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a Gators diehard wacko and that's all you collect, he still is Tim Tebow, period. Yeah. So, you know, what's what's the difference between spending $100,000 on a jersey and, and the $100 version when it comes down to the bottom line? Mm. For a smaller company like Press Pass, that's a massive difference to where they couldn't do it anyway. Yeah. And you and they can still make the claim, he did wear this jersey. Right. So, know, and and aesthetically, those cards are the same. So right. that's where, on this issue, it's, it's a fun debate issue, but for me, it's not... Then I just make him play a pickup game of football with some kids or something. Like he played in it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let some kids tackle or something. At least you know have a cooler. But also too, here's I've had debates on Twitter with the collectors about this. What what defines game used? If if Derek Jeter is a pinch hitter, walks up to the plate, watches three strikes go by, he wore it in a game. Yeah, does it count? Yeah, I mean, the, if it's a spring training game, does it count? Nope, really, because it was used. Game. It's a game. It's equipment. It, does the stat do his stats from the spring training count? It was an official sanctioned official. event. It, yeah, it's an official no. sanctioned MLB event. No, nope. spring training jerseys are probably, if I'd have to guess, probably seventy five percent of all stuff used, probably, or uh, or you know, pants, yeah, yeah, relics. I mean, I was on eBay last night. I can get right now a pair of Derek Jeter's game used pants for a thousand bucks. That'll get me, do it. I don't know, 700, 800 swatches, maybe more, 1,000 swatches. Yeah. His jersey, 10 or 12 grand or more. Which one are you going to buy for cards? Well, I mean, do you they... You have to make it last. Yeah, and that's another thing. Do they do they make it known, like, hey, this is this is a pant? Or well, what's, could, I mean, could well, they, what's the difference? I mean, is your swatch worth more? 
Well, I mean, I, some people believe it is. Yeah. Be. I mean, it, they they used to do that. But Look, it's I a card a, with a swatch. Either I pulled way. a dual relic card of Derek Jeter game-use pants and then a Barry Bonds game-use jersey, and it said on the cover of the card, jersey and pants. Yeah. And to me, game-use pants are worth less than a game-use jersey. The, the items are, but big picture is the is the market. Are, we all think we're really savvy with this stuff. Right, but I mean, are we? <laughs> we, we Sometimes so are. we are. We but so like, are. like, like, literally, if you look at two cards—one's a jersey, one's a, a spring training jersey—do you know the difference? No. No. So I mean, you know, how, like, like a lot of people like to have the debate about on-card sticker. I mean, it's the autograph. If you want the autograph, there it is. Take it or leave it. Which one? Yeah, you probably prefer the one. But if you want the autograph and one's there and one's not. Are you not going to take it if you want it? It's a, it's a fun debate, but it's also kind of it's difficult because you know got to live in the real world because a little company can't afford to spend a million dollars on an item. Well, and at the same time, people are continuing to buy it. You right. know, you you have those same guys that go and say, "Oh, I, I hate this." You know, I'm tired of of seeing this. But you know, crap. Buy but they still talking, buy it. Yeah. You know, and they they still go and like, "Oh my god, I can't wait it's to get that card." They still get the itch. They still are addicted. Yeah. to to buying and, and you know back to the bigger topic game changers i mean that 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 whole scenario has changed collecting yeah maybe sure. not for the positive sometimes yeah. you know people are obsessed about those key cards and not everything else which everything else is what made it work from 1884 to 1996 five four three you know yeah uh you know that that could be an interesting talk about just you know where and i'll, I'll just say it now as one of our questions where do you think uh, or what's kind of the next biggest game changer? Like predicting the future. I know we're so great at it, uh, you know, working for Beckett. But w- seriously, what what do you think is the next game changer? Game Whether use job straps. I have my, ri- <laughs> my uh, ready to answer on this one, but I'll let you guys go first. All right, Justin, let's hear it. And not uh, jock straps. Not jock straps. That's no. gross. Um, you like that though. <laughs> so awkward. He's wearing one right now. Yeah, there it is. His favorite player closer yeah. to the game. <laughs> true story. Um, <laughs> honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, they have those windshield cards that you're talking about that yeah. was really cool. I mean, just anything that they can get their hands on. Um, I mean, uh, uh, but they've already tried everything. Every like with baseball, they've tried every piece of equipment. Mm. Bat, dirt's on cards. They have yeah. dirt. They have dirt. They have piece of helmets. Unspecified pieces of wood from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they have. They have. <laughs> I, bench I had, ball. A, I had <laughs> a, a bench card from an All Star game that said this bench was used in the All Star game, and slapped Calrican Jr. on it. And was like he's his butt set right there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but even still, I mean, we, we've so, also been ingrained to think that there has to be a connection between right. that all-star piece and the player. Right. If it's if it's a relic card from the all-star game, we all we've been we've been ingrained to think it has to go together. It doesn't, it doesn't. really. And, right. and that's you know that's why when I I bought the card and I saw a piece of wood on it, I'm like, oh, it's a bat card, and I bought it. And then got it home, and it was got, like, oh. got, uh, he's one of those discerning people. He knows the difference between wood from a bat and wood from a. <laughs> Well, no, it said, well, I it mean, said if it's the got bench cork on. in it, it's no. not from a bench. Yeah. <laughs> no, it said, no, it actually said bench on the yeah, card. No, I know. The older ones do. And I'm, I was just, like, I'm mocking you in that regard. I was like, oh, man, I wanted to, I thought it was a bat card. Because think about it. I mean, you know. Even if it just said the word bat card on it instead of bench, I would, I would have felt a lot better about like, it. Like, you you know, certain, I mean, I, I make fun of that, but I've I've shown, this, or I've pointed this out in Boxbusters videos, certain types of wood, maple, which is prevalent from Barry Bonds forward, 98 forward, you can see, you can tell the difference between maple and pine yeah, yeah. based on the grain. Yeah, but that's like an extreme situation. Like there aren't a lot of other things like that. I mean, 
you know, the, the stadium card, you know, seat cards, they were definitely a lighter, a lighter like plywood kind of wood. Yeah. Some even had paint on them. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- those are the giveaways. Well, they even had some where kind of like, relics. they have the, the warning track wall. Like, you get the yeah. warning track and they hit the wall. They have outfield wall cards. That was Fleer yeah. back in the late 90s. Yeah. yeah I had one um, of those from Robin Yell. I mean, it never touched yeah. it, I bet, but somehow they slapped <laughs> his name on it. And I'm like. But the reason they do that is, is because we are obsessed about cool, different, creative, cool, car- fun cards, and that is cheaper. You can yeah. buy an entire outfield wall for a thousand bucks. Right. How many autographs are you going to get for a thousand bucks versus how many cards are you going to get out of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so it's experimentation. Uh, the, the, the original question was. The next, next game, thing, yeah. Next I mean, game changer. The uh, this goes back to my my this. I'll keep it friendly here, but no, this goes back to my nice. media law class at the University of Alabama. Oh. <laughs> the uh, the definition of um, obscenity, which you had to know when you're in media, was and there isn't one necessarily. I mean, there is, but there isn't because it changes all the time. But the just the the Supreme Court of the the justice of the Supreme Court, the famous quote was, "I'll know it when I see it." Regarding pornography. Yep. Well, that's my canned answer when people put me on the spot. What's the big thing? It's like, I'll know it when I see it because I don't have a clue. Yeah. You know, video cards four years ago were like pretty creative, pretty interesting. Oh, there people some real money so hard. invested in that yeah, idea. I mean, yeah, know, they yeah. were working with companies that were out there. Sure. And people said, they, you know, they used a lot of bad words, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that killed the idea, essentially. But yeah. frankly, that's more creative than a lot of the crap that's been pumped out in the last decade. Yeah. You know, no, so yeah. again, so my answer... I'll know it when I see it, just like, you know, the Supreme Court, you know, yeah. trying to figure out what's what. Yeah. We always need more smut, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I think you're definitely right. I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, two things. It's going to be unique, and it's going to be something that brings you closer to the player or the event or wherever the card is, something more personal. Yeah. And that translates, yeah, that translates to money. I mean, you know, it's, uh, well, what, it, what exactly is that? I don't know. I want to meet Kobe know. Bryant as a part of finding my card. The only problem is Kobe <laughs> Bryant doesn't have enough time in the day, and yeah. Panini doesn't have enough money to make that yeah. happen for all of us. The redemption is you get the cards. To, yeah, you get to go have it signed personally. I, yeah. I mean, you know, Panini. That would actually be a really Panini cool has deal. that you know that new system yeah. where it's like they have Points. events. You know, and maybe superstars will be there to where you can meet it. Maybe that's as the long next as they got them under contract. Exactly. But the more of that stuff they try to throw on the deal, the <laughs> higher that price goes. Exactly. You know, the only guys that get paid to meet mamas and babies are guys on the you know election circuit. Yeah, you know? that's true. They only they do it free. Yeah. Well, that's that, kind yeah. of one thing. I I don't know if they they stopped doing this, but when they had the Joe Jackson cut auto raffle, and then they had the uh, Josh Gibson one, stuff like that would have been really cool to see them continue out. But I guess it's just so expensive to try and get well, one that's, of those. Plus the return, it's it's the cost of the item versus how much you're going to sell to to cover that item, and then the pr- promotion. I mean, that was a company trying to get attention, its sure. place in the market. Right. So that's a little different. But yeah. you know, if your tops pumping out, I mean, like tops of Panini baseball, talking specifically. Topps baseball products are much higher production than Panini's are yeah. based on our demand for logos, no logos, yeah. and the types of brands. Um, you know, so so what wins? I mean, it depends what you collect and why you collect and who you are. I'd love to be the guy who rips nothing but the highest end, most expensive stuff, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So I, I find interest in whatever else I is available or it is palatable. Maybe some World Cup soccer. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There's no there. there's no resent in that tone. Yeah. But you know, but, but like the uh, you know, I experimented. I tried it. It worked until the it third box finally. Until it, no, didn't. it wasn't that much. <laughs> anyway. So no, but but that's the thing, is is the car- card companies have to deal with all of our different tastes and all of our different whims while also dealing with the costs of making the stuff. 
Derek Jeter's not taking less money to sign. He's signed a million autographs, but you know what? Price is still going up. Yeah. That's just that's the nature of that beast. Yeah. Cost no, of doing business. Exactly. It'll, it'll be really interesting to see where card companies will go, you know, in the future. I mean, they're doing the social signatures with Twitter. That, but I know, like that hockey, one a lot. That, I, that I would be that a highlight cool. for that thing. But you know what was funny about the first round? Mm. Half the guys didn't sign their, their handles on the cards. They oh, just really? signed them, or at least a, <laughs> a number of them did. So there was probably some confusion or, oh, or yeah. a language barrier well, with, okay, with the international Another thought? Guys. They got paid more because they had to sign something extra. That's an inscription fee if the agent's not an idiot. Jeez, that's crazy. Well, if you guys don't have anything else, I, I think we should wrap it up here and well, I, I do ha- have some a, closing uh, remarks. Well, just this is just for Chris since we're Uh-oh. on the topic. I do have a uh, Beckett game used jersey that I have solid provenance that I will sell you, Chris. It's from last year's national. I've got one too, but oh, right. it's got my name on it. What, do I, I want <laughs> See, the broom. See, one? I'm not even good enough to have my name on it. I have generic <laughs> really? Beckett jersey. I'm, awesome. yeah, I'm not, be- not. I'm not a superstar. I hear so. we're getting new. Hey, but here's the thing. I hear we're getting new ones this year with a different notation on the back. So now we have we have a market. We can we can and sell or make they have patches. They have a 30th anniversary yeah. patch. Yeah. I, I yeah. saw a glimpse yeah. of that. So we'll be sure to cut. So that I'm going to get my own jersey. I'm going to actually start taking bids. What? This is when Mine? Beck needs to start cutting them up and get our own Beckett game used yeah. jerseys. Yeah. See, see my, my jersey will make more swatches, but I'm going to hoard the market. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you're going to think they're rare, but I'm just sitting, just I'm put all. those eBay one of ones on, on yeah. that description. You You'll sell no, like and hotcakes. And it's a rookie man. card too. A rookie right, so card. there you go. Chris is going to go ahead and take some <laughs> bids for his uh, national jersey on Twitter. So yeah. Chris Olds rookie hum-ana, eBay hum-ana, one of one. One of one. Thirty-five. Well, that wasn't constructive at all. That's all I had. Well, I appreciate it, guys, for coming on and doing this discussion. We'll, we'll, you know, whenever we have these general questions that obviously has no right answer, we'll get you guys on My again. And right. I mean, we, we have another <laughs> microphone. We actually have two microphones now to do this. Moving on. The, up. Right. Yeah. The, have to sit next to Chris Olds. And yeah, man. The last time that, that was kind of tough. You know, Radio doesn't mics. have smell vision yeah, man. If <laughs> listeners, but, but if everybody you guys, in this room can smell. Yeah, if, if you guys were in here right now, it it, it would be it would be a wonderful. It's like a smell. locker room in here almost. Yeah. Sauna with vodka. With vodka. Wait, wait what? Just my <laughs> Sorry, that's just mine. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, so next up we have a special interview with our good friend Rich Klein. Mr. Klein, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, and Rich is more than sufficient. Mr. <laughs> Klein was my dad. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's always fun to have you on uh, to talk to you about really anything. Uh, you know, I, I think I was talking to Chris Olds here, maybe it was Justin, how just sitting and talking to you, I always learn something new. Like Allison Steele, you were talking about her literally two seconds uh, ago, and, and I had no idea who she was. Now I do. And Allison Steele, and if you hear me talk like this, back in my college days, when I whispered into the mic, it was a perfect imitation of her. And I can't do that anymore because my <laughs> voice control is not as good. So I prefer my normal there, voice. All right. and well, I'll 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 listen on. I'll I'll go to YouTube, mm-hmm. check out some clips, and I'll I'll kind of compare and contrast. I'll get you some radio tapes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your um, the card show that you had in Plano. And unfortunately, I didn't make it, but I heard it was a big success. It was a huge success. We raised over a thousand dollars, which wow. we were all very happy for. Everybody on our Brotherhood board was so happy. That I was the man of the year, basically, for just coming up with the idea, (laughs) which was something I always wanted to do in the hobby. Exactly. And we made a lot of money. We're going to go twice a year. The first time will always be the first Sunday of spring break, which will be in March. And the second will always be Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Those are times I can get the room, which is very important. As I said, we're going to raise 
a lot of money again, we hope, with, mm-hmm. with our second show. And I will always want to give a shout out to our good friends from Beckett that came and supported us. Mike Simmons, who did who set up a grading table, and Bill Sutherland, who set up an auction table, you know, to help promote and get, get Beckett auction services off the ground. Yeah. And Bill had brought some BCCG cards and whatever he was not able to move at the show, mm-hmm. he donated to us. So anybody who walks into our next show will get a BCCG card free with their admission. That's awesome. It's wonderful. I mean, how many shows do you know of that you go into and you get more than your money's worth <laughs> for your dollar suggested donation? And mm-hmm. it's a suggest. We're not going to turn you away. Exactly. We want, we may not give you the card if you don't pay, <laughs> but we're not going to turn you away. It's a suggested yeah. donation. It's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. We we raised about $1,100, so we actually donated extra money to send our kids to summer camp. Perfect. In addition, we also donated extra money that we didn't expect. So yeah. we were very thrilled with the first show, and we, you know, there's a laundry list of people to help, but since this is the Beckett Radio <laughs> Show, the people we'll thank on the Beckett Radio Show <laughs> are the Beckett people that well, helped us. I mean, yeah, you know, I'd... I'm just a low, low market analyst here at Beckett, but I know, you know, Bill and, and Mike and all those guys, they, they had a lot of fun. You know, they, they talked about it the week after, and it's always great to help out a good cause, you know, uh, whether it's just giving cards away or, or obviously giving money to a cause that sends kids to a summer camp. I mean, absolutely. And we're very happy and we're, and, you know, and everybody was so thrilled. We're, you know, they love the idea of going twice a year. And so yeah. I'm excited for the whole process and I was happy on a personal level to prove that I knew how to, <laughs> after 30 plus years in the hobby, I actually figured out how to run a card show. <laughs> so, so you can, you can put that notch in your belt now. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So the NFL draft happened last week and obviously Johnny football is the big name out of that one. He went to Cleveland. Number 22 pick, the home where Brady Quinn yep. and Brandon <laughs> Whedon, the same exact draft pick. Is Cleveland the place where quarterbacks go to die? I mean, you know, Bernie Kosar, eh, you know, yeah. but Otto Graham, that's back in the 50s. Yeah, I mean, Brian Sipe. Uh, I mean, yeah. he was a pretty face for the ladies. That's yeah. what I hear. But yeah, I mean, you know, I met <laughs> Otto Graham. Yeah. I was on some show trip way back in the day, mm-hmm. and the hotel I stayed at, Otto was staying at, and I and I and if I had really thought about it, I would have offered to drive him to the show, <laughs> because I didn't realize because where we were, mm. I didn't, you know, you, at six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning when you're going out to breakfast, you don't always think. Yeah, I should have just taken him to the show, so I could have <laughs> heard an hour or two of his stories yeah. each way. Said, I'll get you there. Exactly, I'll get you back. <laughs> so uh, let's let's kind of go over the uh, draft results. Um, Blake Bortles went number three to Jacksonville. That that was a big deal just because everyone thought Johnny Manziel would have been the first quarterback picked. And, you know, the, one of the things about Jacksonville, that's another place where quarterbacks haven't exactly flourished. What yeah. if we had Mark Brunel there and that's, not much yeah, else? Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it'd be nice if he really broke out mm-hmm. because if he breaks out, the card manufacturers, Panini and Topps, will be thrilled when, oh, yeah. you know, you get a number three <laughs> quarterback. Let's face it, 2013 may have been the worst year for football cards since 1994. Wow. You know, it, because there was no rookies. Mm-hmm. Really no rookies to speak of. I mean, Eddie Lacy had a nice year. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Not you know, bad. Yeah, there were guys that had nice years. But, you know, the and to, to cut you off, Tyler Wilson, who was in the rookie premiere group, he was cut before the season even started. And we were getting cards in Panini product literally like a month ago. And 
that kind of sucks. I'm not well, gonna lie. And, and and you know, and that was a problem the card manufacturers had last year. Yeah. And it was, you know, I get Topps review boxes for mm-hmm. my column on SportsCollectorsDaily.com, and I open these boxes and I just look and think I can't even write anything negative because it's not their fault. <laughs> yeah. And so even Manziel, even Bortles, and I mean, even though AJ McCarron wasn't drafted to like the fifth round, mm-hmm. you know, he's still a name. He played for Alabama. Yeah. And man, wouldn't it be cool if a card company could do an AJ McCarron Catherine Webb dual sign card? Well, you know that that would be sweet because the guys would l- just eat it up. Especially, and this is something we didn't talk about, but getting a game or a, a, an event worn uh, bikini from <laughs> Catherine Webb from maybe a swimsuit uh, edition uh, calendar shoot or whatever. I mean, that would be high dollar. Way back in the day. Yeah. Beckett Auction Services, the first iteration when Mike Jasperson <laughs> was running it in the 90s. Yeah. We got this framed Tyra Banks bikini with a signed photo. So, yes. Yes. It, <laughs> bikini <laughs> signed items are always good. <laughs> and yes, I agree. If we could get a signed you know, Catherine Webb item. We'll yeah. call it a dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get a sign, you know, with pieces of a dress she mm-hmm. wore to some event. Yeah. You know, that would be really cool, you know, to go with the jersey that he wore for the rookie mm-hmm. rookie shoot. That would be cool. Even dual sign cards. And, you know, and the NFL might say, mm, you know, why are you putting this? And you just go back to the NFL and say, did you ever look at the cards you put out in 1991 <laughs> yeah. and 92 with your Pro-Line series with yeah. the Jennifer Montana showing her butt to the camera? <laughs> I, be, I think um, Ronnie, Light's, Ronnie Lott's wife was in a bathing suit, if I remember the set. Wow. I mean... You know, gotta love those 49ers wives. It was a one piece suit, but still, (laughs) (laughs) you know, still, it's, you know, it's, and so if somebody says, you know, you've done this before, it's not like you haven't done this. Well, you know, and, and that brings up another point, and uh, we'll come back to the draft because there's a few more things I want to talk about, but we had a roundtable discussion with Chris Olds, Andy Broom, and then myself and Justin uh, about what's, what was the game changing product that created the market what it is today? And, you know, that and another question in that was what will be the next game changer? I think the next game changer has already been done in the game every once in a while. We'll do a product called hits. They did baseball hits. The only thing in these products were autograph cards, jersey cards, some card manufacturer. And I know Panini came close with the $1,200 box, but there were still base cards in that set. Mm -hmm. There will eventually be a product of nothing but sign cards, nothing but jersey cards, nothing but hits. Now, will that just inflate the price of everything and make the common collector not want to collect anymore? It depends on the price level, what you put in it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, Granted, in the game, didn't have the license, but I think the box was $90, $100. Mm-hmm. Your average box is $90, $100 yeah. today. I mean, it's so it's not like if you do it right yeah. with a few big hits and a f- some understanding... Most of these base cards, if you're in a store, they get left on the counter anyway. Yep. So that's really what people are buying them for. Let, let's go back to the draft. And I, I want to get your take on some of these, not not the big high-profile guys like Johnny Manziel. Uh, in your mind, other than Manziel and, let's say, Jadavion Clowning, since he was the number one pick, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact on cardboard? I tell you, the biggest, and it's obvious, mm. Michael Sam. Really? Because just because he's a, such an iconic figure, after his emotional reaction to being drafted, you know, he's now polarized the country to some extent. Yeah. And oh the yeah. NFL is going to be very careful and make sure 
that nothing negative is going to be said about him. He's already got signed cards for press pass. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if Panini and Tops do not create signed cards for him. You know, he'll sign. Why not? He'll have extra money. Yeah. His cards are going to be very popular if for no other reason than he's in the news. Mm -hmm. And as long as he's in the news, they're popular. So he will have the biggest impact. Yeah. And I think the first product that will be... um will have Michael Sam in, a, in, in an actual NFL jersey is the uh, score product coming out. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be intrigued to see how, how they pull that off, whether it's – I mean, if they have him come to the rookie premiere, I, I never really think about having a seventh rounder at a premiere, but since he's a high-profile guy, I could see that happening. And you might as well, and you're, if I remember, you're the football analyst, correct? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> hey, last year you had a tough year. I feel sorry yeah. for you. Uh, but, you know, so it's going to be fascinating on the level because you really delve into football every day yeah. to see, okay, yeah. what's going to happen? Are there going to be any surprises? Are there going to be any... Anybody that I didn't think about was going to be more expensive. Skipping Michael Sam, there's always somebody that bubbles up as a rookie that exactly. comes out yep. of nowhere. And, you know, and usually at a skill position, usually running back. And you know, running backs don't get drafted that high mm-hmm. normally. Yeah. Having said that, it's the easiest position to transition to in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If you have a decent running back, yeah, and you know, and it's crazy to think, you know, with this draft, the highest running back was middle of the second round. And even then, it wasn't that the, the biggest uh, running back was Carlos Hyde, who went to the Niners. And, you know, I think that was the longest it's been for uh, a running back to get drafted ever. Yeah, and because running is not quite as important in the NFL as it used to be, it's now a passing league. People use the short pass as their run. Yeah. So, should we expect running backs in general for their prices to go down in value? Will they be not as sought after in the future? Not necessarily, because some teams will continue to run the ball. And mm-hmm. you still, if you have some guy that, you know, it only takes 63 yards a game to average 1,000 yards. Yeah. You're still going to run the ball. You're not going to throw 70 passes and run twice. You're still going to run 30, 40 times or yeah. 20, 30. You're still going to have a, a running back. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you're still going to have people that come out and run, and they'll gain 1,200 yards. Yeah. And if they do it as a rookie... If it's Carlos Hyde and he runs for 1,250 yards, which is 80 yards a game, which is not unreasonable to ask anybody to do, he'll be fine. And people will seek out his cards. Well, you know, next time you come on, Rich, I'm going to have a whole little segment where I'm going to try and stump you with just random sports knowledge because I, I hear you're the man... To, to talk to about trivia. I'm not as good as I used to be. Oh, right? whatever. You know, I but don't know. I'm still all right, you know. <laughs> but we love these stories. I love bringing these little details in. It, it adds a lot of flavor to exactly. anything you do. And, you know, as a Ranger fan, I was so happy last night to see them beat the Penguins in Game 7. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's you know, huge. That's huge. The NHL, on one level, is probably saying, you know, oh, good, New York team going deep. That can really help us on. The other was saying... Why couldn't Crosby and Malkin move forward? You know, <laughs> yeah. we need them to move forward, and the card community needs Crosby and Malkin to move mm-hmm. forward because yeah. they're they're two of the biggest names in hockey. So, uh, you know, one more thing that you brought up, which is the LeBron James rookie card, the 10th anniversary of the 0304 Exquisite Collection card, which we talked about again, something in the roundtable discussion. It's Right now we have a price 8000 to 12000 I think that's low. I think that's probably too cheap. It's number to 99 
gets his rookie card, he is the iconic player for his generation. He is, frankly, his generation's Jordan. He's different. He doesn't fly through the air, except you'd be surprised how high he gets. Exactly. But, you know, it's, it's such a different game compared to what Jordan played in that, you know, obviously he is the king of the NBA, and he will be for the rest of his career. He's called King James, and there's a good reason for that. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's he carried a Cleveland. Speaking of Cleveland, he yeah. carried a Cleveland Cavalier team. They really shouldn't have been anywhere close to championship, to an NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. And then once he got real help, yeah, they've won a couple titles in Miami. And as long as he's got help in Miami, they will always be a competitive team. So that exquisite collection product is wonderful and. And, you know, you, you were telling me earlier you're excited because you're going to get to go to your first national card convention as a Beckett analyst yeah. this year. There will be a person set up because he, he sets up once a year mm. and you know, the family's, you know, done well for themselves. And you will see a 2003-2004 exquisite collection case on this man's table. And when you do, just remember, I know you have the money in your savings yeah. account. Just remember <laughs> to draw it out and buy that case at the shows. And I think he'll be a very happy camper. And I think you'll be a fairly happy camper, too, yeah. when you pull out number 98 of 99 of LeBron James. <laughs> you know, that I, I would have to talk to Mr. Dan Hitt about maybe a potential raise. Because, you know, I, I do have some money saved up, but... I don't know about a case, man. That's 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 pretty crazy. Oh, I hear Dan's pretty good with giving raises. <laughs> well, I hope. I, I need to talk to him about that here because we're, we're doing so well with this radio show, you know. Uh, but no, you know, just in, with, with LeBron James and his rookie year, you know, his Topps Chrome rookie card went 60 to 150. His Topps Finest number to 999 was 250 to 400. I mean, I feel like he was the player to really modernize the card industry into what it is today. And there's a lot to be said for that. He really helped. It came at a perfect time just as the card industry was starting to evolve where lower-numbered rookie cards made sense, Mm -hmm. where collectors were beginning to understand that a rookie card number to 500 is fine. I mean, it's, it's like a holy grail to get any of those cards. Yeah. And so rookie cards had really, they, hockey had numbered rookie cards and some of the baseball and like SP Authentic and football and SP Authentic, mm-hmm. but a lot of times those cards were signed. Now the rookie cards were just coming out numbered. Yeah. And LeBron James came at a perfect time and with a great draft class too. I believe Wade was in that yep. draft class. Carmelo Anthony is in that draft class. It's So it wasn't just James carrying the thing. Yes, he carries it. Yeah. But if you don't get him, you get a pretty good consolation prize exactly. if you get somebody else. <laughs> I wouldn't be too upset with a Carmelo Anthony or Dwayne Wade. <laughs> They're both going to make the Hall of Fame. Definitely. So, yeah, you're you're fine with them as consolation exactly. prizes. Exactly. So, August 31st is the next card show. Correct. Adat Havarim in Plano, Texas, 6300 Independence Parkway, uh, Plano, Texas, 75023. It's the northeast corner. It is in a strip mall. We had a couple people miss it last time. Uh-oh. So, yeah. <laughs> but it, we still drew over 200 people. So hey, it was very that, exciting. Yeah, uh, that works. So, uh, and you you uh, blog 
for the sports collectorsdaily.com website. Perfect. Right. Yeah, and I go there constantly just to see, you know, what's up with you, you know, cuz we don't talk, you know, regularly. So I want to see what what Rich is thinking. And well, Rich's column today was about the Fleer Jordan rookie speaking about game changers. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that that was definitely a game changer. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out and you are on Twitter. I am on Twitter. I'm Sabergeek, S A B R G E E K. I don't post as often as I should. <laughs> But I will I will definitely post so to alert people I'm on the show tomorrow. There you go. Perfect. Well, you know, Rich, it's always fun to have you on and, and we always appreciate you spending some time with us. I love I love coming on. And as Ed Bear, one of my favorite New York area disc jockeys, used to say, except this time it's except it's not just a sign off, it's real. We need to do lunch sometime. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, thank you, Rich, so much, and we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. All right. So special thanks to Rich Klein uh, for coming on and talking to us all about trading cards. It, it's great to have him on. Very just, informative. Ju- yeah, just to talk. You know, n- there's we have no script. You know, he comes in, and I'm like, hey, man, what do you want to talk about today? It's, it's not even talk. It's more just listen. Yeah, it's, it's a conversation. I mean, he can go on for hours about radio. Like, me and him, we've had these deep conversations about radio, and it's like, man, I, I, I would have never known that you are a huge radio guy like I am, you know? And, and it's great to have people like that because... You know, you, you learn from them. And and that's why I like having him on is because yeah. every time he's on, I learn something new. So you're a huge radio guy. Um, it, I mean, with I all guess. of our followers. Yeah, with with all of our uh, you know, and being, 260 followers. I and guess being called out by somebody who's been around. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, yeah, we got called out. That that was pretty cool. I feel so honored that we I got kinda, called out for saying that we're, we're so, you know, we're bringing in the money. But who, you know, who even called us out? I I have no idea who called us out, but I was it was brought to my attention. And uh, I just uh, feel honored that people know me. You know, yeah, they can call I me guess. a douchebag or they can hate on me all they want. But as long as you know my name and you listen at least once, they listen. I got you. If somebody, we, we I guess if they're, you. if they're saying something, yeah, you had to have listened to us. Yeah, once it's, it's funny. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, we're growing. And here's the other thing we're probably more entertaining and better sounding. <laughs> we don't sit there on our cell phones and call up and record See, the cell phone conversation. You know, I, I have much respect for for the other radio shows out there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have, I have a lot of respect. And we're not talking about Cardboard Connection. Well, I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I have a lot of respect for those guys because they've been around the industry for a long time. They, they know their stuff. Okay. They, they know what they're doing, uh, whatever. But, you know, when you have certain card shows out there that want to bash us uh, and say that we produce all this money uh, for Beckett. Sarcastically, when, by yeah, the way. When, when we've only been around for two, three, four months. I mean, come on. That, that's a little low blow here. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to say. I'm not going to lie. But, <laughs> you uh, already said that uh, That might be a little low blow here. So oh. well, all I'm going to say is that I'm having fun. I am. You're having fun. Having a great time. I, I think our view, our listeners are having a great time. I, yeah, the the responses that we've get in emails, Twitter uh, replies, even though there's a lot of guys just out there for the free stuff. But hey, who isn't? They still listened. They still listen. So hey, that's that's all we can ask. Yep. Another big thing is that we are officially going as a duo to the national convention. Uh, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. So it's still allegedly Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I I don't exactly know if I do I I believe I'm gonna go yeah but if I do I don't 
I know I'm going to do radio. Okay. But I don't know what else I'm doing. I might do some video stuff. Well, see, I... I'm going to try... By then, I'll have perfected the art form yeah. because my last video apparently wasn't very good. <laughs> but, You're just taking shots to all these haters out there, man. You know, I'll... With the hater, here's what here's my deal with the haters, and this and it's I understand if people don't like something. Hey, if you yeah. I can't make you you can't make everything that's nah. perfect. If you don't like it, tell us. Let us know. Be like it wasn't your best. Have some ideas. Don't be like that sucked. Yeah, that was horrible. Okay, well, what would you have done? Bad about what it? was bad? Yeah, we went to a playoff game. We actually went out and did stuff on our own and had fun <laughs> with it. And what did you do? Everybody, he's getting so mad right now. His face is so red. He's about to throw his phone against the wall. It's, it's. I would never it's, throw my it's phone. It's a great. We should get a video of this right now. <laughs> I would Let me never throw my phone. Gosh, man, I'll throw your phone. Uh, you know, listen. But, but the, no, I, I, overall, you know, there's haters out there. You know, happen. our our competition, whatever. I we don't have competition. Everyone's doing. If if we were getting paid to just do a radio show, then yeah, we would have competition. But we're not getting paid for this. We're doing this no. on our own time, trying to help. The Beckett brand. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all we're that's doing. It. And really, we're just having fun. And we are definitely not ranking in the money. Yeah. And we are definitely not ranking in the money. Not yet, at least. Not yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're, we're new. We're babies. Come yeah. on. Baby but, steps. But the fact that we have so many followers on Twitter and we're averaging uh, triple figures at least every week. So, I mean, not the biggest numbers out there, but we're, we're growing. There. Yeah, we're we're growing. We're there. We're I'm going to be at the national convention for sure. You're a most likely yes. Uh, you know, so it, it'll be awesome to meet you guys who listen to the show, who know us, who you know, who are actual followers. You know about this show. Uh, I'm I'm willing to talk to you guys, have you guys on the show, and get your experience in this industry. You know, I, I, I hate talking about myself. I want to talk about you guys, the listeners, and, and get more of y'all stories. I know, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to email these guys or whatever. It's not personable. All right, well, we're going to be at a convention, and I'm going to have a microphone, and I'm, I'm ready to talk to you guys. So bring the heat. I want to talk, you know. Boom. And, and that's going to happen. I, I, I guarantee it. And we might have a few giveaways. You never know. I mean, it's the national convention. Oh, we know. There are giveaways. <laughs> I'm, well, not even, <laughs> I'm not even going to play coy with you guys. Yeah. You're, we're going to have giveaways. So uh, let's let's wrap this up. This has been an awesome show. I think this I had is, a lot of fun. I, I think this has been one of um, the, the biggest shows so far. Uh, we're going to definitely do a lot more roundtable discussions, but we need y'all's help because we can't think of all the questions by ourselves. Uh, so we want you guys, because you are the ones that are listening to us, uh, to tell us what you want to hear. You know, if if it's soccer, hey, I'm a huge soccer guy. Let's let's dedicate, you know, five minutes on soccer, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll give five minutes to soccer, you know, or you would I, give an entire episode I, to soccer. I would give every episode for the r- remainder of my life to talk about soccer, but I won't. That's intense. That's very intense. But I it's love okay. soccer. I'm not even that big in soccer. <laughs> but no, seriously, I want your guys input. I want your opinions. What's wrong with the show if it, if you aren't liking it? What's good with the show if you are liking it? So, you know, let us know. Send us an email, radio at Beckett.com, or hit us up on Twitter, at Beckett Radio. I'm always there. If you guys hit us up, I'm there to uh, tweet right back. I'm not going to leave y'all hanging, okay? So let's let's get this going. Let's get the Beckett Radio movement happening. And so we can start making the dollars for the Yeah, free exactly, show. because we all want to make money in the end, right? But, but no, seriously, guys, we love doing this for you. 
And, you know, this is just another fun thing that we have on our plates, on our, on our full plates here at Beckett Media. Uh, but we love doing it, so that's why we're doing it. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. It's up there. Just search Beckett Radio. Go to our uh, our forums page, and it'll show how to subscribe to that. You know, and, and it's free. And it's free. Perfect. Not making the dollars. Yeah, boom, right there. So, yeah, let's let's have some fun, okay? Let's have some fun with Beckett Radio, and let's bring this to a whole nother level. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Cool. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Check us out on Twitter, at Beckett Radio, or email us, radio at Beckett.com. I'm Derek Ficken. I'm Justin Grunert. We appreciate it. We'll see you later. And that was Seven Booms. Seven Booms.